Now, The Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her common sense psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for The Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I am your host, Phyllis King, The Common Sense Psychic. Excuse me. Uh, Today is an on-air readings day and I'm looking forward to your calls and questions. If you'd like to get on the air this hour, the number is 917-889-2894, and I'm actually doing something different today. Some of you know that this show is also having a live video feed, and we've been playing with that in a variety of formats and ways to make it more interesting to viewers and listeners, for those of you who just listen. But today I'm actually broadcasting from my office in the city of Castro Valley, California, which is a small suburb community out of the San Francisco Bay Area for those of you who aren't local. And the cool thing about being in my office is one of the things I'm looking at doing is not only will I have some of my guests who are coming on the show in the coming months, um, they'll, they'll dial in the video portal so you can see them, but I'm also going to allow about six people to come to my room and participate in the show or just be kind of in a a little audience uh, and they could ask questions as well, but playing with a whole bunch of different things to keep it interesting and expand it and, you know, just add other dimensions to this process. But be that as it may, it is an on-air readings day, as I said. And I will be taking your calls and questions shortly. Um, Tax day, of course. So there's a lot of that type of energy going around. I mean, a lot of people have their taxes done, thank goodness. I usually wait till the last minute, but for whatever reason, this year I got them done in February. (laughs) I was so happy. (laughs) It's been so nice not to have that, oh, I only have one more month or six weeks or whatever it is. So I hope I keep with that tradition next year. But I just got back from vacation, so um, I wasn't here last week. If you guys you heard an encore show, if you were tuning in, but today I am live. It's really me, and I am taking <laughs> your calls. Um, what was I going to? A couple of things I wanted to talk about, and this is for you know, you guys aren't watching me go through this on my end. Those of you are watching the video feed, but I have a new headset and one of my earpieces. <laughs> Keeps going cuckoo. Okay. Um, I'm born psychic, for any of you who don't know me. Um, that, was, that was just the beginning. You know, I've been at this work, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, about 35 years, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, but I was born psychic, so uh, that was the launching pad, essentially. And it was a It was something that kept happening to me. It wasn't anything I had any control over, if you will, certainly not as a child. Things just happened, and I kind of tucked it away for a long period of time and never really tried to understand it because nobody around me was talking about it. And, um, yeah, I think that's what kids do in general. You know, you just kind of go with the flow because so many things are new. But when I was 19... A turning point for me was when a friend of mine who had passed away in a car accident, not a super close friend, but a friend nonetheless, um, actually showed up in my house, appeared to me 
as a person about three months after he was dead. And that was a turning point for me because not only was it um, terrifying, literally, and my adrenaline was pumping, heart beating really fast, simultaneous, and this may be difficult to wrap your intellectual mind around, but simultaneous to that, it was the most peaceful and awe-inspired experience I ever had. And I knew at that moment that an awareness was placed in me that life didn't end with the body. And that brought enormous comfort and peace, but it also catapulted me into a life, the life that I still have to this day, of questions. What does it mean? How does it work? What does it mean about God? What does it mean about truth? What, what is this? How do I make sense of it? So I began that spiritual path as a seeker. I mean, I literally was 19 years old. So, uh, And so I've been on this road for many, many moons, filling in, um, coloring in the lines, as I like to use that phrase. And I still feel like I'm a beginner after all these years. But I, it, I do have a perspective that I bring to my psychic reading. And it's a little bit different than some psychics out there. We're all different, you know. It's like there's lots of doctors and lawyers and teachers out there of all kinds. We're all different. We do it a different reason for a different way. But I would say the way I do it, I come to understand and have an awareness that we are creating our experience. That's the first thing. We are co-creating our experience at the same time we're balancing karma. You know, and, and from that perspective, you have to ascribe to some philosophy that there's more than one lifetime or that there's more than this physical life, that you go on to something else. So one of the first things I do when I get people on the air is I'm always trying, I need to find out where you're at in your creative process. So you'll hear me ask you a few questions so I can really understand where you're at in your process and then get you closer to your own answers. Because the only answers that really matter are the ones that you tell yourself. You know, I can give you a prediction or tell you something, and you'll take that and feel good for 20 minutes. But if it's not your information, it really won't last for you. So that's the approach I really take with my reading. And in terms of the big picture here, of course, you know, we're so much more than a physical entity. I, I just don't see anyone one-dimensionally. And I think we either don't know or we forget or um, we've not yet connected to the information that what we're doing is just one small part of a bigger landscape that we are a part of. And that the things we're learning and doing in any life experience, doesn't matter how mundane it is, is affecting a whole, that we're all connected. We couldn't be disconnected if we wanted to. <laughs> Everything we say, think, I mean, we're inextricably interwoven with one another. And so this is why over the years I've become kinder. I've become more patient. Um, not always, but most of the time I'm more patient, more understanding, try to be more loving. Because it's like that telephone game we used to play when we were kids. You sit in a circle with a bunch of people and you whisper something into somebody's ear, and then this, the next and the next, and by the time it comes back to you, it can be completely convoluted into something else. Well, I try to be clear, and I try to really pass on something that is benevolent 
and will actually be a benefit because guess what? I'm going to be the receiver of that at some point. That's sort of the law of karma that what you put out in some form will come back. But karma is more, again, than just cause and effect in that regard. It's like we're, whenever we have a rub in our life, whenever we're struggling with something, we're afraid of something, we're probably working out some karmic situation. And it, it is helpful to us on a broad scale if we really look through that and work through that. Uh, until we dissipate that energy. And, you know, we're all on the same continuum going to the same destination. You know, some of us are in preschool. Some of us are in elementary school. Some of us are in high school and so on. But we're all just at different phases going through the same things in certain ways. So uh, we should be kind to ourselves and we should be patient with one another. And really know that life is more than just about what we're doing this very minute. And if we can choose our course our, when we have a decision to make or we have a, something that we're pondering, if we can choose from the highest position possible, you know, in terms of where does happiness come from, what's lasting and real, and who am I? And you're looking at it through a very large lens, I call it the spiritual eye. Look at the sixth chakra. You're looking out from the highest possible viewpoint. You're going to have a more benevolent outcome as opposed to if you're down, let's say, in the first chakra where everything is security and survival related, for the most part. Um, you're just going to have a more expanded point of view. And the more we can take an expanded point of view, no matter what our question problem is, uh, the better our results are going to be. And if we recognize at the get-go that what we're doing is more than trying to get that job or buy that house or have a relationship, that these are all mechanisms that we use spiritually to help us grow and learn. And our experiences actually aren't that important. They're really mechanisms for growth. And what matters is who we're becoming, who we, who we are on the other side of an experience. So um, that's what's on my mind today. Don't know exactly why, but I talk about this stuff all the time with my regular clients who are dealing with this, that, or the other. So when you get on the air today, if you haven't been on the air with me today, know that there are my, there's a process I kind of go through with you and to get you connected to your answers, no matter how mundane or how significant the problem is to you. Uh, it's all the same. It's all part of the same you know, what are you afraid of? What do you want? Why do you want it? Does it match with what, who you are? Are you pushing? Are you forcing something? Are you in a flow? Um, and I talk a lot about the flow, if you will, uh, in my book, The Energy of Abundance. It's all about being in a flow and how do I stay there? So much more. Uh, love talking about this stuff. Do you think, gosh, I've been doing this 40 years. Do you think I could ever <laughs> stop? No. I don't think I could. Um, I'm going to start first with a question in the chat room because I got on here kind of early today. And this person has been in the chat room the whole time. So she's been hanging out in there for over an hour. So um, let me get to the question. Um, my granddaughter, Brandy, I booked a flight for her to go to Columbia at the end of July. Now, I'm concerned about her traveling alone. And could you tune into this? And should I cancel the booking with another airline as reviews are not are bad? You know, she's going for a month to visit. Okay, so there's a couple of questions in there. 
One is about your daughter going or your granddaughter going to see Erica. The second thing is about the trip itself. And the third thing is about the airline. Okay, so um, when I look at the energy of the trip, I don't see a problem in terms of a crash or something like that. I don't feel like she's going to leave the planet on this excursion. So I don't think you have to worry about that. There may be some delays or maybe there's some uh, weather issues or things of that nature. Um, and, um, you know, and it seems, yeah, but I'm not worried about the actual transport piece. It's more uh, logistical, but not mechanical in terms of that. Now, when she gets here, I think she'll be thrilled as all get out to be with her friend. And it feels like a really good experience. And it seems like Erica knows the ropes. I mean, let's face it, there's a different set of rules that they play by in that part of the world than here. But I think Erica and the people she hangs with are pretty savvy to where they where they can be, not be, and all of that. So I'm really not concerned about it. Um, if you are, if you're going to stress out about it, then, yeah, I would take a different airline. I mean, if it, if it buys you peace of mind, then it's worth it. So, But I'm not really feeling anything that's bothering me about it. So there you go. Okie dokie. Um, we're going to start in Washington with our good friend, our college student, Erica. Hi, Erica. Welcome. Okay, so we talked a little off the air, and you're trying to do a little something-something with a, buying a car that's 17 hours away? <laughs> yes. Um, I I seen it this morning, and he just posted it yesterday. So um, I just think it's a really good deal, and it, it fits the list of, like, the qualities that I wanted um, within that car. So, um Maybe, like the rims are not like the stock rims, but it doesn't matter. So, like little things, but it just it's fine. I'm okay with it. So I was just wondering if you see me um, being successful with this seller. Um, he's also Hispanic, and I just want him to work with me. Like I am so far away, and he just seems like he's desperate. Like he just wants like the money now and let's go, you know. But I can't get there. Like quick enough as he wants like he wants it now but mm -hmm. I just want him to work with me yeah well I it, it really feels about 50 50 and I think timing is everything that he's concerned also that you might fall off the face of the planet here you know that you say you want it but a will you really show up and b will you have the money but then on the other hand it's like you don't really know him either and you could send him a deposit or western union of money or something like that but you know, then is it a scam? You know, so there it is funny. Um, you have someone going with you to get the car? Yeah, um, it would be my mom and my stepdad. Um, my brother, well, he's at school, yeah. so no. Yeah. He doesn't like the idea um, because it has more miles than I wanted. And mm -hmm. he has the same car, and he got it with 6,000 miles. So he says I shouldn't settle, but I want this one. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> what, and why is this one so, why is it this one? Because 17 hours is a hefty drive. Um, because the price is right. It's the right color. It's automatic. Um, and it's just the car I've been looking to move on to. What kind of car is it? Um, it's a white Nissan 350Z. It's a sports car mm -hmm. as well. Um, I oh, have yeah. a black Chrysler Crossfire. 
So I have mm-hmm. something equally nice, but I'm planning to sell mine. Mm-hmm. Well, look at um, it. It feels very fifty-fifty to me, and it seems like mm-hmm. you know. To me, it seems like a lot of effort, but if you're really into it and it really matters to you, I guess may the forest be with you. I would just really practice imagining seeing it work out. But, um, you know, what I would probably do is I'd call the guy back and make sure, say, I'm going to make the trip. I'll call you every four hours or five hours so you can trust that I'm on my way or something so he Mm -hmm. really knows that you're for real. Because my sense is he doesn't know if you're for real or not. And he's thinking the same thing I am. 17 hours? She's going to drive 17 hours? I mean, that's, all, <laughs> that's a whole day. That's two days driving, really. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's a whole day. Yeah, yeah um, it's a big do you trip. Think that, um, do you see him working mm-hmm. with me, though? He told me he would call me after work, and I already told him mm-hmm. about the bill of sale uh, that we can, you know, get done. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I just need him to work with me. Like, do you see that happening? Like, him Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I said, it's really fluid. It could go either way. And it mm-hmm. seems like if you're going to do it, you want to do it quickly before he gets another offer. Because he's nervous yeah. about the whole 17-hour thing and what that really means. Okay, so, yeah, because um, he even made me, a, an, like, a he lowered the price just because he's considering, like, you know, like everything. So even then, like, I don't know. I just, I do, I'm getting stressful at this point, but mm-hmm. I'm just pushing forward and doing everything that I can and I should be doing to make it happen. So. Well, then you will get your answer. I certainly hope you don't travel 17 hours and find out you don't have a car. But um, I know. And that's, and that's what I'm telling him. Like, I need that bill of sale. Like, that way we were both protected like you're sure that I'm gonna buy it and I'm sure that I'm not gonna drive up there and be like I sold the car you know so I'm also mm-hmm. thinking about calling my cousin um he lives like an hour and some away so he can just test drive it and like take it to um take it to a shop and then have it inspected that way we're both like he knows that I'm like serious <laughs> well, now that would be a great idea if your cousin would do that, because then, then both, then your the, the seller would have a human, a real body to talk to and understand that you're for real, and then you'd make sure the car is what it seems like it is. So that seems like a great mm-hmm. way to go. And then if it's if there's some problem, you'll be able to find out. So I really like that. I hope you can make that happen. Okay. Yeah. I just gotta get home and like look him up because I lost my previous phone so uh but I'm sure I, I'll find him on we went last summer we were at his house last summer um when we went to um LA so yeah <laughs> well good luck to you Erica um if it were me I wouldn't go anywhere near it but you're not me and I'm not you <laughs> <laughs> good luck Uh-oh. to you just just hit, just walk through the steps and if it, it'll come to it'll either come together or it won't and i think it'll be apparent so um yeah yeah do you think that it, the car is like not in good shape is that why you said you wouldn't no do it, I, i'm or? not going there i i just think whenever anything takes a lot of concentrated energy like this and there's so much risk involved it you know it just begins in balance and, you know, I'm a lot yeah. older than you, and so I just tend to not, <laughs> I don't mind risk in general. I have a high tolerance for risk. 
but I don't yeah. like things that don't feel good from the get-go. And I'm, I'm oh. concerned that he will sell it to somebody else. That's, that's my okay. concern before you get there or when you're halfway on your way there. Because I feel oh, like he okay. is hard up for money. So if you can get your cousin to go and run interference and get it checked out, you have a better chance of securing the vehicle. That's my biggest concern for you. Okay. Yeah, because I got my right, car from Oregon, so and then my brother got it from Cali, so we're kind of used to this, like, out-of-state Well, thing, you guys so. may be used to it, but not everybody is. <laughs> but, Erica, <laughs> right, good luck you. to you. I can't wait to hear uh-huh. if you get it, and thank you for the call. Yep. See, everybody has their concerns. Everybody has things that really matter to them, depending on what's going on in their life and where they are and all that kind of good stuff. Um, yeah. So let's head out to Ohio. And Sharon, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Good to hear from you. Hello. Hold on a minute. I gotta take. Um, let me take you off speaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So you have a career question today. It sounds like. I do. So what's um, the question? So well, I got a phone call from a man, someone I knew, gosh, five six years ago. And um, he's, he works for a company, a pretty large corporation, but he's branching out of his own within the company, and he wants to bring me on to work with him. And his, do you want me to give him his name? Sure, that'd be good. Carl. Okay. And, and I know he's true blue, because that's, that's why I'm considering Do you think this is going to go through? I know he's a turtle. It takes him a, a while to get things in place. <laughs> Well, um, I would be surprised if it did come through. I think the intention is there. And if it does start to take on a momentum, I think you called it. He's a turtle. It would move slow. I know. And and it it could fizzle out before it picks up steam. So what would your role be? Because if you could step in and infuse some of your energy sooner than later it would have a better chance of working out so is that possible i it would be i'd be more like the office administrator manager okay well you know know, yeah i I just keep an open door and there's nothing wrong with you know why not see if he can pull it together and i'm just watching the energy if you you can't see me right now but he's like start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, veer off. It just has a lot of, if you, if you both can be patient, perhaps over time it can reach lift off. But I would stay That's open and, you know, <clears throat> hope for the best. Okay, I just wondered about it. Yeah, he just moved, he just got into his office, just moved. But I know there's a lot of things that have to take place in it. Okay, anything else? No, good to hear from you. <laughs> I always like talking to you. You're fun. <laughs> Listen, Phyllis, thank you so much. I just was curious about it. Listen, have a good day, okay? You as well. Have a good weekend, too. Um, good. Okay, area code. Let's say I tried you earlier. Are you here? Hi, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hi there. Oh, hi, love. What's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> hi. This is Cor. I'm calling from Texas. Oh, great. Okay, Cora, so what's happening in your world? Well, um, I guess there's stuff happening around my world. I just <laughs> like, uh, like to uh, 
have some um, guidance um, forward. Um, I'm a healer myself, um, uh-huh. and I have put my work out. Like I've got my website and blog, cool. um, but nothing much Good has been happening. Thank you. Yes, uh, I took the leap forward to you know leave my old job and just leap into it and do it. Good. And, um, Good for you. I love that commitment. Yes, it was scary at first, but I figured, you know, it'll happen. Um, and I have to say, not much has happened, like movement. So I'd really like to know from spirit what I can do or if, if I'm, I don't know, if I'm out of touch. So what are you? What are you doing to make things happen or, you know, speed up the energy a bit? What are you doing you know, what in terms of marketing or outreach or classes or how do you put yourself out there? Well, I've done, I like on my website, I've done like a interactive video and I plan on doing one at least every month, if not one every two weeks. Um, and then I also have a blog that talks about different um, energy methods that people can use for manifesting and also to use. Um, that empowers them with their energy and um, do you have um, a list or a Facebook page yes and so do you communicate with your list your your existing community do you communicate with them regularly Um, yes okay Um, because what you do especially at the beginning is you do need to communicate with your list and you have to have ongoing things beyond your website, beyond social media, beyond interactive media. Um, People Mm -hmm. actually have to be able to interact with you. So I would encourage you, if you're doing your list, that you would create some events where people can come and experience you real time. Like, I don't know if you've done a launch of some sort, but I would encourage you to either have a party type of event, a launch of some sort to inspire people to come and check you out and hear about what you're doing. And you can give away a few free gifts or discounts from sessions, but do some things and tell everybody, you know, to come and see you and experience you. And then you kind of build from there. You're creating a presence with what you're doing. You have to let people know I'm a resource and this is who I am. This is what I do and really begin to build on and sharing your information, sharing your wisdom in all kinds of ways, not just one way. But I, and then the other thing you can do if you aren't doing is um, do some collaboration. Some of the things I've done when I first started, I found other practitioners. Uh, I still do this actually for fun. But people who mm-hmm. I really believe in or I think they're really cool or I love what they do or they have something that I don't have. I, I've always loved to partner with healers because I'm a psychic. And so they do something I don't and vice versa, but it's a compatible um, matchup. Um, and then they have their list, you have your list, and you often end up sharing clients or just you, then more people show up because, oh, well, there's two rather than one, two perspectives. And I've also done like fairs that I've organized myself where I've had like 25 people show up for an expo and things like that. Um, But that's the step I would push you and really take the lead 
on being a resource and then letting people know what you're about, that I'm really serious about this. Because um, it can't be passive in terms of it's great when they hit your website, but you got to get them to your website, right? And so how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, and so in, I, and, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yes, and I, yeah, that's very helpful. I did also post um, that I was having monthly specials for two months, so they knew. Um, but yeah, I do like what you said. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, yeah, and marketing 101 is this it is define the problem for your audience, you have to break it down to something they really, really get. And then you have to solve it for them. Like, okay, you have a headache. <laughs> I have a mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, when you talk about your healing modality, you want to talk about, um, you know, if your life is stressful, if you're confused, if the answers you have aren't working, if your relationships are falling apart, if you have money problems, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I have some tools and techniques that can help you clear some of this energy or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know how to do this. I can help you with that. And the possibilities are really broad. They're really quite expanded. And so, and, and so make sure you're selling or offering your services in a way that's really palatable to a general population. Because in our business, we're the experts. We live, eat, and breathe this stuff. The people who come to us don't. They may have a moderate mm-hmm. or mild interest, but they don't live mm-hmm. it. You know, so you right. really want to... Uh, put it out in a way that people can digest it. And I know that if you do those things and just kind of dial in a little bit more, you will, uh-huh. you will do just fine. There's no way you feel great. You have great energy. Your heart is in the right place. You're super committed. Um, there's no reason it shouldn't turn for you. with just expanding your delivery method. Awesome. I yeah. love what you just said. Thank you. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> it's integrated. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, good. Well, do call back and let me know how you're doing. And uh, what's your website, by the way? Um, it's prem. It's www.premcore.com. Premcore.com. Let's take a look mm-hmm. while I have you on the air. Whoops, I didn't mess it up. How do you spell it? It's P-R-E-M-K-A-U-R. Oh, I no, I spelled it wrong. Okay, Prem Core. Let's take a peek. Oh, there you are. Well, welcome to Light Feathers. Awesome. What yeah. is beautiful. Are, are those your eyes or somebody else? Yes. God, you're gorgeous. Yes. Um, yes, you have state of healing. Awesome, awesome. Great. Yeah, just you just want to keep building on what you have and, and creating a presence. That's the word I want you to think about. Um how do I, the people, when they just brush up against me, they get the gist of what I do. And so just keep expanding. And I love what you're about. So don't give up. Thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. Right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're most welcome. Thanks for the call. I'm going to take a really quick break. When I come back, I'll get to more of your calls and questions. You're listening to Phyllis King. I'm your common sense psychic. Stay with me. Hello, it's me I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet 
to go over everything. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be when we were younger and free. I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and a million miles. Hello from the Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic. Um, yeah, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it, whether it's live or to the download. And you'll be able to view the audio version of this, uh, or the video version, excuse me, a little bit later on my YouTube channel. I've begun the live feed process, and I'll be having guests and such who come on. And when you switch over to the other portal, you'll be able to see uh, the authors while I interview them and such, and other practitioners and such. Um, I've been sort of out of the loop doing that because I was on my own book tour last year. But kind of getting back into the swing of it, having a lot of fun with it. And those of you in the San Francisco Bay Area, I've begun to broadcast from my office space in Castro Valley. And I'm going to start to open up the radio show to maybe six or eight people who can come down and participate or watch the show live. And that always gives it a little bit different energy, just looking for ways to have fun with it. Okay, let's see. Where are we? Um, let me see if I can find my way through the queue. Um, Liz in Indiana. Okay. Hi, Liz. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Yes, and I'll just fill the audience in because Liz is in school. She's working on a master's in psychology, and then she's having second thoughts going, hmm, maybe not. Uh, maybe social work or sociology or something. So is that what's going on? Yes. It's kind of like a change of thought and gearing more towards um, doing social work, going for the degree for a social worker. Because, yeah. Because, um, right, because <laughs> as I don't, doing, being a 
counselor or therapist, I don't know if that would really, I don't know, I don't know if it's too much or it would take on too much. But as a social worker, I'm more interested in being a social worker for school. Interesting. Or like from sixth grade below, sixth to, uh, first graders. So I'm like really As opposed to like that. a school psychologist, something like that? Um, the school psychologist, I, I don't know how I would go about because I know we have to be, um, to do our internship, we have to be under somebody who's licensed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's, let's just back up and then I'll tell you what I think psychically. When you think of how you deliver yourself and what it is you want to contribute, set aside whatever credentialing you need to acquire what is it, what makes you feel the most like you when you give yourself? Mm. I don't know if this makes sense, uh, my time and energy. Right. My compassion. So you like to give compassion because that makes you feel like you? What well, makes me feel like me? That's kind of hard. <laughs> um, well, that's the question. I mean, if you don't want to, we don't have to answer it on the air, but that's the question everybody has to answer. That when I am behaving in XYZ manner, I feel the most in the zone. I am feeling like me. Like when I do this or I'm with my clients or teaching, whatever it is I'm doing, I do it because mm-hmm. it reflects a part of me that I completely relate to and feel like I'm in my zone and I'm the most effective, I'm giving at the highest level I can, and I call that my abundant core, and I call it that for everybody. And so I always ask people who are struggling in their purpose and career space to really think about that. Yeah, it would be helping people, knowing that they're, that I'm able to help them, the satisfaction of helping somebody out. Okay. Because that's so, my last job so, was like that, to help somebody. Right, so being of service, and then it sounds like you're trying to drill it down a bit more to be even more specific or more niche, and that's fine too, but it may be something that you have to continue to move forward on before you get real clarity about it. So, And if psychology is already, you're already feeling like you need to shift, I would pay attention to that. Okay. I would. Uh, because either way, it sounds like you don't, you don't want to be a therapist. That's not getting. That's not getting you excited. You actually just want to get in there and be more practically approached. Well, the thing is, I want to be more creative because I feel that's mm-hmm. the other side that I'm not showing. I mean, I'm not honoring mm-hmm. um, is being creative, doing creative stuff. I mean, using my creativity, if that makes sense. Like in. Oh, um, like photographs and taking, I mean, taking pictures or stuff like okay. that, Dra- mm-hmm. art, drawing. Mm-hmm. Is that music. why you focus, yeah, is that why you focus in on kids? Because you figure they're already doing that and it's a population that you'll, <laughs> they're already coloring and doing pictures. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, I don't know, something about a, the school structure the school routine Mm -hmm. well you know what here's here's my best encouragement to you today because I think you have a little more soul searching to do around it and question answering is my 
expert opinion, I would do a little more due diligence in terms of exploring if that's what's really going to happen when you go into those environments. Uh, go in and volunteer or see if you can sit in and, you know, really find out if that's what's going to go on or think more about how you could create that in some way. If you have to work for an institution or something you can create and deliver to others in some way. The other thing is I like um, sharing my experiences in life, what has happened to me. Right. Um, Helping somebody else, like a life coach. Well, that's what you sound like. You sound like a life coach. And that's a whole different thing. And so it really doesn't matter which degree you have. I mean, I Uh have a sociology degree and I'm a life coach type of person. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know it's helped me because it's a real big picture. You know, you're looking at macro, micro versions of all kinds of scenarios. But again, I would just do a little more due diligence and then really keep asking yourself what makes you feel the most like you and then get really out of the box and play with it. What could that be? How, how, how many ways could I do it? And is life coaching it or is it, and is it this or that? And put yourself mm-hmm. in those circumstances and, and see how it feels. I mean, just try it on. I'm going to be this today and really try it on and see, no, I actually don't like that. <laughs> Um, but my immediate psychic hit off of you was that it's probably a good idea to change the, the major. Okay. That was my immediate hit. Okay. So I hope that was helpful to you in some way. I'd love to yeah. hear from you again and see where you, how you get to the other end of this. Okay, thank you. All right, Liz, great to hear from you. I think a lot of us, when we're trying to come to a decision, we go to logistics as opposed to inside. We forget, even the smartest people like Liz, who we get that there's an intangible world, that it's the thoughts first and then the actions follow. Everything starts inside first. And so getting, um, you know, getting that piece in place. Who am I? You know, what is lasting and real? Where does my happiness come from? And if we answer our questions through those three little structures, we're going to make the right choice. And sometimes we do have to emerge into a role. It just, it just doesn't happen. You know, I think doctors and lawyers will go to school to become certified in a certain practical thing. But if it's more fluid than that, you have to find a way. And you heard Liz talking about creativity. So she's still emerging into who she is and how she wants to deliver herself. And that's an exciting and wonderful journey. Uh, But it's an internal journey. It's not an external. Um, Let's see. Where are we? Um, Oh, Raul. How fun. Hi, Raul Washington. Hello. Everybody, I'm laughing because Raul always has has some wonderful um, dating stories. So anyhow, what's going on? Tell us. (laughs) Well, I I, I got online, and uh, last weekend I was kind of curious about, you know, just meeting new people. But then I was like, okay, nothing's going to happen. And then I decided to, uh, you know, like a couple of girls, and I'm going to a couple of dates, one tonight, one tomorrow, in a different approach, so much more friendlier, not, not expectations, and and I'm in, I'm in, I'm excited, I'm I'm intrigued too, because they're seems like the girls I'm meeting are getting better and better, and in, in <laughs> <way>. good. <laughs> and what do you good. think that's attributable to? Just uh, why do you think that's happening? 
I think it's my inner work. I've been doing some heavy, heavy lifting and uh, Good. I just try, try to clear things up and, uh, and and try to eliminate expectations really uh, and go for just a look. Yes. Good. That's the inner work for sure, yeah. What I'm really curious is this, this girl that I've actually been following for a few months, and I, I look at her picture, and I'm like, I have to meet this woman. I have to, get, I have to see her. There. And so that's what I'm really curious. Her name is Nia. Uh, N-I-A or M, like Mary? M-I-A-H. Oh. oh, okay. And when are you meeting her? Uh, well, it's mostly tomorrow. We're probably going to go to a park or something really simple, but right? mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, yeah, let's look. Fancy. I'm, yeah, I'm not even drinking alcohol, so it's going to be challenging. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. I got a pound of tea back before I meet my date. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny. Okay, Mia, oh, no, let's check her out. <laughs> what, what I meant to say is, like, I'm not, I'm doing things a little bit different, so I'll, good. You know, I'm, I'm not drinking for like a couple months, so yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> that is probably a good thing. <laughs> you cracked me up. Okay, let's look at Mia and you. Um. <clears throat> okay. Well, I like her energy. Will you guys hit it off? Is this something that could turn into something? You know, it's possible. She is a little bit difficult to pin down. That's my, she's a little bit noncommittal, likes to keep her options over, open, excuse me, and moves somewhat slow. You will find it difficult to get a read off of her. She's a nice person, but you'll find it difficult to sense if she likes you or not. And um, you'll just have to see. I think this is the type of person, if you can get past, a few months with her because she is slow to commit. Um, it would take three to four months before this woman would commit to one person. And um, most women are the opposite. I mean, they just want to commit after the first date. And <laughs> not always everybody. Sorry for generalizing, but um, so. But I like her, so I'm give it a go. Yeah, I, I'm really trying to take it slow. I'm, I mean, the, the non-drinking is kind of funny, but. It's going to be different for me. So, uh, and, and I'm trying to be simple and really get to know the person. What did the drinking do for you? No, did I'm like did you the drinking. Made, I mean, when you, like, did you guys go out to, like, you go and have a drink and meet someone and it took the edge off? Right. Or, okay. Right. No, no. The drinking is part of the dinner, dinner or let's meet for drinks. Or we, it's usually that, you know? So now I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we're, we can go to a restaurant, but I'm not drinking is that okay you know what i mean some girls are right to enjoying themselves and how they're relaxed but now i'm doing it for me and for health issues too oh okay good so yeah well yeah, let's yeah, see yeah, yeah. yeah i think you are coming close Raul, to meeting up with someone that you can actually be with um i don't know that it's mia but make a liar out of me if she's fabulous but i think you're getting there you know, I would I would think if not now in the summer months, you know, you really are getting there. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm glad that you're doing a doing a lot of work on yourself. That's what it takes, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Would it be too pushy if I asked for Rachel or Raquel? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> one at a time. Let's focus on one. One of these women or someone coming up is going to be someone you click with. And um, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. But, uh, awesome. Call back. I love hearing from you. And it's okay if you call up after you've had a drink. Not a problem. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for the All right, Raul. Thank really you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, he is so fun. He's so fun. I, and he lets me tease him. That's awesome. Okay, we're going to go up to Toronto, Jane. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you. Yes, yeah, so you were telling me something about your energy. Why don't you share it with the audience, what's happening with you? Well, my energy has really been off, and I've been working hard to try and recalibrate my body. I guess I, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of physical things and emotional things. And um, some days I just don't have any energy at all. Mm-hmm. It's physical energy or emotional energy? Physical, mostly physical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because when you were talking about recalibrating, realigning, that in and of itself can be an exhausting process. But are you telling me that's in that's in response to not having energy? I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of um, I don't know. I'm just I'm hoping that's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's certainly part of it from my point of view. And when is the last time you've been for a blood workup? Oh, I've been seeing somebody. I've been doing um, a lot of things. I guess last summer I had um, some blood work done, but my doctor isn't very good anyhow. (laughs) Um, But you know what? There's a great guy up in your net. Well, I don't know where you are in Toronto. He's in Toronto. His name is, uh, he's a Patel. I'm trying to think of his first name. Sachin, S-A-C-H-I-N, Sachin. uh, How do you spell that again? S-A-C-H-I-N, and his last name is Patel, P-A-T-E-L, and he is the Living Proof Institute, and he is, he does something called functional medicine, I know you've heard of it, and he he gets amazing results with people, and so he does, you know, you do some blood work and various tests and things, but I'm getting, I'm really getting autoimmune stuff going on with you. And so you may need a supplement of some sort that you didn't need even a year ago. So, um, and I, and what I'm saying is I think you need more, uh, more. So I'm talking like my 14 year old daughter running all my words together. I need, well, I think you I need, some, You're talking like yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> you need some additional information that your chemistry has changed and, um, you might just need some type of a supplement of some sort. You might be lacking something because you have changed even from a year ago. And I know these functional medicine people can get to the bottom of it. And I've used Sachin, so I know his quality and his character. And um, I don't know, it's someplace perhaps to start or someone like that. You don't, well, you're I not going to it. I have yeah, been go going ahead. to somebody for the last five months. I've been doing it for five months. And what have you guys done? I'm taking a lot of supplements. I'm doing, um, I'm working on my getting all my fillings in my teeth, mercury fillings replaced, almost mm-hmm. to the end of that. Done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's all good. Good stuff. 
And I'm yeah. thinking a supplement, even some type of a hormonal thing is what I'm looking yeah. at. Okay. So let me look at your pattern. You were in April, May, June. You know, I would think by the end of July, if not sooner, you're going to start feeling like yourself again, that you're going to either find the solution or you're already actively engaged with the solution and it just hasn't, you haven't realized all the benefits yet because you said like you've been working on it for five months. So you're not in any life-threatening problem here. It's, no, it's I, just something much more nuanced. Just annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I well, you know, I, well, I just want to be proactive, you know. <laughs> well, and sometimes I think when we have these lulls and however they show up, it's sort of the divine's way of giving us an opportunity for a break. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, look like it. well, but but really try to appreciate it is what I'm saying as well. When we see the abundance in the moment, you know, yeah. but um, April, May, June, July, you're not looking at more than three more months. And that doesn't mean that there'll be no energy, just you're working on getting it back. And But I would continue to be an investigator if you're not getting the results you need and see if you need an actual hormone replacement of some sort. Okay. Well, that's what I'll do. All right, love. Good to hear from you. Good luck to you. I appreciate the call. Yeah, not having, you're welcome, love. Not having enough energy is really a pain in the you-know-what. Okay, let's see. Where am I? Um, Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Hi, caller. (laughs) Is that me? It is you. (laughs) Oh, I was just listening. You already... Oh, okay. Oh, it's you. All right. Very good. I'm going to put you back on hold. Let's see. Okay. Area code 917. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Michelle from New York. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. You know, enjoying the beautiful weather. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a question? Yeah, my question for you is, talking about beautiful weather, I'm ready to start dating. It's spring. Um, just okay. trying to, see, you know, see, you know, what's around the corner for me. In love. Okay, let's see. Let's take a peek. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, you're coming up on a relationship very, very soon. So it's funny. You're, I think it speaks to state of readiness. When we decide we're ready and we feel ready and we kind of just open up, things can really happen for us. And I think you're going to show us how it's done, but you're going to meet someone literally within, uh, I would say within a month's time here, very tall person, Um, very somewhat dominant, but not mean. So um, yeah, but you're going to meet someone and this could turn into something long-term. So it's like, boom, you said you wanted to date or be in a relationship. It's going to happen. Be careful yeah, what I, you wish for. No, I, I'm ready to be in a relationship. I'm actually ready to settle down, to be honest with you. Um, well, she's coming, and she's a bit dominant, but nice person, good person. So you just have to speak up for yourself. Okay. Well, I don't mind. I have a strong mind, too, so that's actually perfect. Okay. Very um, good. You, said, you say she's tall? Is that what you said? Yeah, she's tall. Tall and slim. Oh. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> so perfect. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, 
So uh, it's no one that I know yet, clearly, right? Well, she's in your second circle. Uh, your first circle is your family and people, friends you consider family, and your second circle is acquaintances and work-related people. So she's in your universe. You just haven't bumped into her yet. So certainly say yes to any invitations, uh, especially work-related, or if you have an opportunity to go to, to some social event via uh, a friend or a coworker, definitely say yes. Sounds good. So I'm, I'm glad I called because I'm really ready. I'm glad that you can see that I'm ready. You are ready. <laughs> you're over yeah. ready. That's yeah, why you're getting yeah. someone, boom, who will just jump right in and take charge, <laughs> organize yeah. the wedding and everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, no, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm ready to settle down. You know, I'm, you know, I've, I've played long enough. You know, it's just becoming too empty for me, so I'm ready to. Just well, good. Back. Glad to I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna comp I'm I'm gonna compromise but I'm not gonna settle. That's one thing I told myself. Regardless, I wanna settle down, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm I don't mind compromising, but I will not Good. Good. Glad to hear it. And that works. What? Well, do call me back when you're madly in love and fill me in so I can hear the happy details. I will. Thank you so much. All right, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Um, let's see, Jules in the chat room. When I, what's coming up for you? In what area, Jules? What What are you most interested in? So I don't have to go searching all over your energy. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you come back with. She says spring love is in the air. Oh, you still haven't moved, but getting closer. Well, you know what? Um, the message I have for you is to not be afraid of change. I know you've had a lot of change, but it's been change that's been required, uh, change you didn't really want to make, but had to make, and felt like you had no choice to make. And now the change that's on the horizon is really to improve and make you feel better. So when you say you haven't moved yet, but getting closer, don't be so afraid of making a wrong choice that you don't choose at all. And just kind of allow your life to move forward. Don't let it stay in a holding pattern, if you will. Uh, So really give yourself to that. Um, Yeah, and as I watch you in the summer months, I think you will move. I think you're ready. So, um, yeah. Anyhow, good to to hear from you. And everybody, thank you for stopping by, whether it's live or to the download. I appreciate it. And this show will be posted on the YouTube page for the video feed uh, sometime this afternoon. And, uh, again, I do appreciate you being here. You guys have a great weekend, and good luck filling out your taxes if you haven't got that done yet. Um, You've been listening to Phyllis King, and I am your common sense psychic. Have a wonderful day. Mm.